Heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week in our C2E2 celebration, we are taking a little bit of a dramatic turn as we play Batman Flight of the Robins. Flight of the Robins is a Shadowrun module that I run every year at Gen Con. In Flight of the Robins, all of Batman's current and former sidekicks have to band together in order to save the Dark Knight in a mystery that takes them across Gotham City. Despite the pulpy nature of the premise, the story itself is actually pretty dark. The lightness and levity usually comes from player interactions. However, the majority of our guests this week were new to the idea of role-playing in general. So the game mostly stands on the core story, which is intense and grim. What I'm trying to say here is this is not your usual one-shot chuckle fest, but it's still a good game. Speaking of our guests this week, our guests came from the D20 Girls nonprofit organization an organization dedicated to raising the profile of ladies in gaming, comics, and really any nerdy activity that you can think of. While members of the Illinois chapter of the D20 Girls knew a lot about video games and comics, this was their first experience with a role-playing game, and I think we won some converts with it. We also invited on Mercy Malice of the Super Girls Facebook group, a fan page dedicated to raising the profile of ladies who are literally in comics. Heroes, I encourage you to look up all of our guests. They are doing some great work for ladies in nerdery. Finally, guys, the game system this week is Shadowrun. However, it probably bears very little resemblance to the Shadowrun you know and love. I statted out everything in Shadowrun 4th Edition. However, because it's not exactly taking place in the Shadowrun universe, and because I had to easy up some of the rules for the new players, the actual flow of the module might be different than your normal Shadowrun gaming experience. Not to worry, because the module is available for download at peachesandhotsauce.com, and you can play it yourself at home however you want. The module includes a story summary, some maps, and of course character sheets for everyone. It's fairly open-ended because it is an early edition of the module, and I haven't really filled in all the blanks yet. But with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to One Shot. We are continuing our C2E2 celebration with some Batman this Woo! week. Uh, we are going to be playing a game that I run every year at Gen Con called Flight of the Robins. And to do that, we got some great people to help us out. Uh, first up, one of the D20 girls. Uh, now, if you don't know about these guys, I already talked a little bit about them in the introduction, but they're a nonprofit organization that helps raise the profile of lady gamers and lady nerds across the board. It is a great project, and I'd like to welcome Julie Turner to the program. Hey, Julie. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Everybody is always super awkward during okay. this. So, like, <laughs> just embrace the awkwardness. Uh, Julie, how long have you worked with D20 Girls? Um, I've been here since the summer. Not too long, but just enough to know what's going on, I guess. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and, like, what's your area of nerdery? Well, I'm into anime, and I'm a super-duper huge Microsoft and MMO fan, so I'm always on my Xbox. I have the <laughs> Xbox One. Oh, man. The oh. Great Debate. What are you playing right now? Titanfall, of course. Titanfall. Oh, dude, I, I got to play a little bit of Titanfall. I am terrible at video games, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that game is so much fun. It's a beautiful game. The graphics are nice. All right, and you're, this week, you're going to be playing Cassandra Kane. 
um, who is one of the Batgirls. Uh, she was the uh, sort of like BDSM looking Batgirl who oh, had yeah. no face <laughs> in her costume. Um, uh, do, do you like Cassandra as a character? Have you like read comics? Yeah, No Man's Land, I believe. Yeah. Um, I always believed Rosal Ghoul raised her, but it wasn't that way. It was like she was supposed to have somebody's baby. She ended up killing her assassin father. It was really yeah. interesting. She's a fascinating character. Yeah. And I love the way that she's developed. Uh, I think you're going to have a lot of fun playing her. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's move on to Cat Murphy. Hey, James. Uh, voice. Yeah, it's, it's still awkward. A familiar voice. A familiar to voice. Some. To some. I did it for you. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, Cat, welcome. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. Who are you going to be playing? Damien Wayne. Damien Wayne. Damien. So let's talk a little bit about Damien. Okay. Why don't you wax poetic about him? Uh, what What do you love most about Damien Wayne? Uh, oh God, that's that's a loaded question, James. Uh, uh, yes. What do I not love about Ibn Al Sufach, <laughs> son of the bat? Uh, <laughs> so Damien is uh, the kid of Bruce and Talia Al Ghul. Uh, he was raised to be a killing machine and to take over in his father's footsteps. Talia never told Bruce, so she just kind of sprung him, a Damien, on Bruce. And Bruce was not prepared to be a father, which is preposterous because he has like seven, seven, foster, seven children foster children. He has a point. lot of training for raising kids. So Damien kind of hit like a weird spot hanging out with his dad, realizing he doesn't want to hang the uh, live his mother's and grandfather's life mm -hmm. and uh my my favorite arc of the character he spent a lot of time being uh dick grayson's robin when dick grayson was batman and that was a really cool dynamic because damien as a, one can imagine uh being the uh grandson of raza ghoul and son of talia ghoul we can say raish we yeah, can say Raish al ghoul oh that's right that's the correct way that's wow. the correct way stupid to say movies I hate <laughs> anyway he is sort of a badass and he is like really dark and that was a batman and robin series where the robin was the dark loose cannon and batman was like happy and fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good times if you ever see a smiling batman it's dick grayson and let's move on to Dick Grayson, uh, and playing him is going to be Jackie Arbella. Welcome to the program. Hello, thanks for having us. You're also a member of the D20 Girls. Yes, and I am the manager for Illinois. All right, so well, let's uh, talk a little bit more about that organization, um, and just uh, what what do you do as the manager? Um, well, as the manager, I kind of make sure, I'm actually kind of like the Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like give everyone pep talks and make sure everyone, you know, has their things together and, you know, you know, kind of like set up like all the events I'm in charge of making sure that, you know, we have relationships with everyone like locally, like having some comic book shop events and getting like booths and tables and like being able to help like run like costume contests and things like that, like especially like at conventions. Very cool. Um, so you guys really seem to create spaces um, yeah. that are, you know, welcoming uh, to women who may enjoy these things, but privately or through the internet right. and really have felt like there has been some sort of block to them getting into it, you know, with other people. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a woman, I mean, just in general, anything, anytime that you're interested in something, you always have to be like 150% to show up to mm -hmm. do it. Everyone like expects so much more of you because you're like a girl, um, especially like, for example, like me and Julie both do a lot of video gaming. So she knows what it's like, how like, for example, like I'm a COD girl. I'm, I'm huge on FPSs. So. Oh, wow. 
you can't really like it's hard to have like your bluetooth on because like you get bombarded like all the time and you can't even suck for like a little bit because they will throw that in your face and i'm gonna rape your face or do this and i'm gonna kill you and your mom and you know you know you can imagine all the crazy things you hear and that's why d20 girls is a great organization because you're you know actively striving against that sort of thing exactly just to let people know like oh okay yeah you play okay cool we i play too so let's play together and you don't feel space. so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, very cool. Well, let's learn a little bit about Dick Grayson. As everybody who loves Batman knows, Dick Grayson is the first Robin. Exactly. Uh, why, why don't you talk a little bit? Why did you choose Dick Grayson? Um, well, like I said, I mean, I kind of feel closer to him as far as like all the other um, characters because I know what it's kind of like to have to kind of raise girls. I am the oldest one in our group. <laughs> I'm not going to say how old, but I'm the oldest. Um, and so I am kind of... She looks like, 50, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> she looks 15, you um yeah and i mean like he was the first also he was um batman's first partner not sidekick partner Mm -hmm. um you know and he was there to help him and see him through a lot of dark areas and he kind of helped him he helped pave the way for you know bruce to be able to have relationships with all the rest of the um people that came in and out of their life i think i think it kind of helped him not be so jaded <laughs> I very think, in cool a way. um but i mean almost everyone knows his backstory you know he was a trapeze artist his family got killed in front of him bruce was in the you know, was there, took him in, raised him. He found out about Batman and he pretty much demanded to be a part of it mm-hmm. <laughs> for all the vengeance. And, you know, he, uh, he eventually grew up into his own character as Nightwing. Yeah. Helped be Batman, went back to Nightwing, helped be Batman again. Went back yeah. To there's, Nightwing. there's a Ranting winding <laughs> continuity to yeah. Dick Grayson. He's done, he's done so much. That character has been around forever. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on to our final guest, uh, Mercy Malice. That is her real name. Uh, Mercy, welcome to the show. Uh, you run a Facebook page. Um, and what's the name of that Facebook page again? Supergirls. Supergirls. And what, what do you guys do there? Well, it was a, just a page that I started in order to educate people more about Supergirls and comic books, whether they're villains or even just like regular non-powered girls like Stephanie Brown here. To welcome people more into the community instead of outing them. Right, because there, there's a lot of, there are a lot of great female characters in comics uh, that, you know, just like in Hollywood, don't see top billing. They're side characters and not a lot of people know about them. And I think that's great to sort of reach out, advocate for those characters and help bring people into the community as well. Yeah, and even the characters that are well known, like Wonder Woman, don't really get much. Like somebody made a joke recently about the Lego movie, mm-hmm. how that's the only cinematic appearance of Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wow. <laughs> 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 Jeez. <laughs> she had like what three lines in it and she yeah. was a Lego. <laughs> it was the best cinematic appearance of Batman as well. So <laughs> Maybe maybe Lego is just a medium that captures those characters better, but that's absolutely correct. Like she is really one of the I, I I'd say one of the top superheroes. If people are asked to name off superheroes, Wonder Woman is one of the first that yeah. people are going to say. And I, you know, I, I am an avid comics fan. I really don't know much about her personality because it changes every time she switches like authors yeah, on her but book. What's beautiful about Wonder Woman is the reason she was created wasn't. So that, um, to, I guess, separate men and women, but Mm -hmm. to bring them together. Absolutely. Which is her whole origin story, which is bringing, you know, the Amazons into 
uh, man's world. It's, it's, it's such a beautiful story. And let's talk about a story that's slightly less beautiful. <laughs> and that is your character's backstory, Stephanie Brown. Yes, Stephanie. I love Stephanie. Um, I just feel like she's very relatable. And especially because I feel like really normal. And like average compared to like everybody else, especially she like in this room too. Is easily, <laughs> easily. I mean, uh, maybe after Dick Grayson, she is the best like uh, developed, best adjusted, uh, best certainly. adjusted uh, like Robin. Uh, mm-hmm. And she went through a heap of garbage. Uh, she was a character that came out in the nineties. Like, yeah. like was uh, that was a terrible time for comic books. Everything was really brutal and terrible, and nearly every terrible thing that can happen to a woman happened to stephanie brown yes it did but she what's beautiful about her story yeah what's beautiful about her and her story is she doesn't let it keep her down she just keeps fighting back and that's great about her yeah stephanie is a really i think inspirational character and i love her to death because I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Mm-hmm. And the Brian Q. Miller run on Batgirl is essentially Stephanie Brown being a blonde female Spider-Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> she still has to hide her identity from her parents. She still has to balance school, yeah, love, and superheroing. Yeah. It's, uh, Stephanie is a character that not a lot of people know about. And she is a great character. And I'm so glad to see her back in the DC Universe. But with all those introductions out of the way, let's get to the game. So you guys are all in town. Um, normally, uh, like the Black Bat is in Hong Kong fighting crime. Uh, you're all in town because recently Bruce Wayne has gone missing. Um, you a, a couple nights ago, uh, Barbara Gordon sent out a call to the Bat family uh, saying that Bruce's vitals went dark uh, somewhere in central Gotham. Uh, she's been having difficulty tracking the exact location because there was some interference with her communications. She managed to pinpoint the area where he went dark, and recently she found a blip on the map, so you guys actually have a lead on his disappearance. You have been deployed to a worn-out sort of uh, apartment district. It is right by the Gotham Harbor, um, and it's in an area of the Gotham Harbor that's not used very well. It's very loud, so it's sort of a low-income neighborhood. There are a bunch of condemned buildings around here. It's not quite as bad as old Gotham, but there are plenty of windows that are boarded up. Um, and the building in question uh, has it has a lot of activity around it. Not really from street level, but you guys don't deal with street level. You're on the rooftops, and you notice that there are several people who are milling about on rooftops surrounding this building, where which is the last sign of Bruce Wayne's vitals anywhere in the city. Um, Barbara Gordon patches through to you. Okay, guys, I've tracked it down, and there are four snipers on the roofs surrounding this building. Now, as far as I know, they work for Black Mask. That's all we have on them. We don't know why they're here. We don't know why Bruce's vitals showed up. I need you guys to investigate that. So, Babs, is there a way that we can go from underground? It looks like there's a basement to this building, but it doesn't look like it's connected to the others. You might be able to blow a hole in the wall through the sewer, but there are people on the upper levels. You'd be fighting your way out. But would we be fighting our way in? You're probably going to have to fight your way in if you go in through the top. So that's a 50-50 call. Do you want to surprise people when you enter the building, or or do you want to surprise them on the way out? Oracle, do you have the shipping manifest on the warehouse? 
I do. It looks like there hasn't been anything shipped in here. This is this is pretty much a dead zone. But this is an apartment building that's right by it. Um, most of the shipping, the, the the official manifests are blank, but we know Black Mask ships product through here because boats arrive every day. Does anybody have any smoke bombs? I have one. I have two actually. Oracle, are there any guards on street level? It doesn't look like there are guards on street level. What they do have is snipers on the rooftops. Do snipers have thermal vision? No. <laughs> These these are these are black mask boys. I mean, their guns are probably going to be pretty nice, but they don't have any anything like the equipment you guys have. And we've got the element of surprise right now. It looks like they're all focusing their attention on what's inside the building, and they're not expecting anything on the outside. Are they all in the same building? It looks like they're all pointing. They're, they've all got their guns trained on the same building, but they're on separate rooftops. How many rooftops? They've taken four corners around the building. Four. How many I need proofed out? Just one. We're all going to have to do... Just four of us. I'll take the far one. And I head off. So I start sneaking over to one to the far roof. Uh, cool. Roll your stealth. Uh, these guys are not going to have much to detect you because they're focusing on the building and not anything around it. I have two successes. Okay, two successes. Yeah, it was not hard to conceal yourself from this guy he has his attention trained on that building so you managed to uh, descend onto that rooftop without him noticing you at all cool what's everybody else doing i'm gonna go ahead and head over to the center building and take him from behind okay uh you make a stealth roll oh that's good so that's three successes three successes yeah this guy again you managed to slip onto that rooftop without any problem uh you haven't alerted anybody to your presence Mm -hmm. what about Cass and steph i want to take out um his gun first okay Uh, so are you going to i'm going straight for his gun oh cool so without you know any disguises or anything i'm just gonna awesome uh so are are you gonna be moving in with a punch or a kick or are you gonna be throwing a batarang batarang Okay, cool. What, r- why don't you roll your batarang skill? It'll be under your. Co- it'll be on your combat sheet, which is right there. So three successes. Three successes. Um, so because you have basically uh, two fives and one six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that those are each one success. Okay. Um, so with three successes, this guy is not entitled to a dodge because he's not expecting this at all. Uh, he has his he has his sniper rifle trained on the building, and all of a sudden, a batarang swings and hits uh, right into the bolt action of his gun, uh, and it actually lodges itself in the gun, breaking it and making it completely useless. What the hell? He turns around uh, and sees you behind him. Peekaboo! <laughs> all right, you gonna you gonna go for an attack? Yeah, um, I'm going to just. Martial arts style. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, you'd be rolling thirteen dice for that. Thirteen dice. Hold on. How do I count? You guys I'm are all. You guys are all <laughs> really, really good at punching people. Yeah. <laughs> I've no. got four successes. Four successes. That is that's very bad. That, what, no, no, are you, no four for Shadowrun. Really that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this guy has one success to dodge, so uh, you have. Uh, three net success for damage, and your damage value is three, so you're doing six damage to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially, right after you say peekaboo, you reach down, grab him by the scruff of his neck, and punch him out in one blow. Before he goes, it's a bat! And then after you punched him, you notice that there's an earpiece that's now dangling from his neck as everybody that you guys have snuck up on 
all of a sudden uh, presses their fingers into their ear to hear his communique on their earpieces. Really, fat girl? Really? <laughs> hey, how was I supposed to know? Hey, lay off her, all right? She should know by this point. Guys, just focus. Cass, what were, what were you doing while she was um, doing that? Since we've been spotted, I've managed to sneak out one of my smoke bombs. Mm-hmm. And in this process, I pop out my thermal glasses to see if they were pointing at a human and search for Bruce. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you throw down your smoke bomb. Uh, it goes up in the area. The sniper behind you is now completely lost. He can't see anywhere. Uh, you notice that he rolls over and backs away from the edge of the building. And you peer through your thermal scopes and your mask and zoom in on the building that he was focusing on. You can see, sort of with that uh, Arkham Asylum detective vision, uh, that through the wall there is uh, somebody milling around who appears to be pacing back and forth and who has, is holding an automatic rifle. But you have this, uh, you know, sniper right in front of you. What are you going to do with him? Is he, is he pointing his gun at me? No, he's not pointing his gun. He, he He's just rolled over to see. It does look like he is fumbling around in his jacket. The magnetics on your goggles, like, identify that he's probably going for a sidearm. I get, try to get to him as quickly as I can. And I just try to knock him out. Very cool. Okay. You run right up to him. Roll your unarmed attack. Oops. Oh, my God. Manji. <laughs> <laughs> which ones did you roll which ones didn't you? Uh, these are <laughs> so that looks like six successes yeah and this guy has three successes to dodge so he was actually fairly successful in dodge but your damage is your base damage is six okay. so you do nine damage to him Essentially, like, you see that he's going for his sidearm, and instantly you fall upon him. Uh, you you jump up uh, and stomp down on his elbow, breaking it instantly. Uh, then you uh, do it. Yeah, you, you kick, you and kick I knock him. him out. You kick him straight in the face, and, like, uh, you come at him from his chin. Uh, so, like, he's actually spits a, a tooth out as, as he falls unconscious. And you have, he is not going to be getting up anytime soon. And he's probably going to have to go through therapy to deal with all the nightmares of the dark bat (laughs) who came out and kicked him in the face. Uh, Let's turn back to Dick. Dick, what are you doing? Uh, Well, now that my guy is knocked out, um, I'm basically checking the area for any other... Oh, you just snuck up behind him. You actually haven't taken him out yet. Oh, I haven't taken him out yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he he right (laughs) now just went to his earpiece. He was warned that uh, there's a bat out there. Oh, okay, so that happened afterwards. Okay. Um, Well, now that he knows of our existence, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and do a sweep the leg move from behind. Um, before he gets a chance to send out any communications. Excellent. Yeah, he was he was at a standing sniper post um, that he had he had set up like a little. Uh, oh, what's it called? Tripod. Oh, yeah, tripod. tripod. There you go. Uh, yeah, he he had a tripod set up. He was focused on that building. Uh, so you 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 pull your sweep the leg. Uh, roll your unarmed attack. Four successes. Wait, no, six. Again, the, the, this this guy also gets three successes. These guys are going rolling really well. You do six damage to this guy. Uh, again, you you sweep his legs out from under him. Uh, there's a moment in the air where like he is completely airborne and his hips are parallel to his head, and he slams down hard on the rooftop. And uh, as his head hits the pa- hits the ground, he's completely knocked out. 
Can I go ahead and wrap his arms up, make sure he doesn't wake back up? Yeah, you pull out your manacles uh, and you cuff him. Okay, so uh, I'm going to draw my weapon as a free action. By draw my weapon, I mean katana. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, That since he has a tripod set up, I Mm -hmm. assume he's at my height. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm running up to him as fast as I can now that the communication's gone through Mm -hmm. and I know where his communicator is. So I'm going to run up behind him, stick my katana under his throat, and in his ear whisper, don't say anything. Jesus! (laughs) And then take his communicator off of his ear and listen. What's going on? Okay, so he can't see you at -hmm. all. Um, And I'm using my Batman voice. Yeah, you're using your gruff voice. Are you Deathstroke? Who are you working for? This is my turf. Are you Deathstroke? You sound like Deathstroke. And you got a sword, so I'm going to assume you're Deathstroke. What would that be to you? Bad. That would be bad, I assume. I don't know. Maybe you work... I mean, my boss will... Would, I, I'm, I'm fairly high up. Uh, my boss might be able to work something out, so you don't you don't need to kill me. You How about you tell me who your boss is, so I know why it's he's... It's Black right. Mask. I work for Black Mask. You kill me, you might be in trouble. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So now that I have that, I'm just going to punch him out. <laughs> I just wanted to know who he worked okay. for. Um, and you uh, you put on the communicator, mm-hmm. um, and you hear you hear through the earpiece, what... What's everyone's status? You said there was a bat out there. Is everyone all right? Respond. Ah, uh, God, I have such a little kid voice. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've taken them down. Moving in for inspection. Roll your bluff. Yes, sir. Now, if you don't have the skill written out, uh, you will need to... Just use my base stat? Yeah. Just use charisma. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not Damien's strong suit. I'm rolling two dice, and I have failed on both. Not not botched, but no successes. You're not Leroy. Who's this? Uh, who wants to know? The bat. We're coming for you. You sound like you're like ten. <laughs> you're not. You're not Batman. Batman's got a family, and they're pissed off. Um, and like with that, uh, you you just you know throw away the earpiece and you can see the people inside the buildings move to the windows so now they're now they're looking for you guys babs can you see if anyone else has come out to the rooftop of the actual building we're looking in on it doesn't look like it uh they all appear to be actually close to the ground floor um they don't appear to be on the upper levels at all i've done a satellite search as best i can that rooftop isn't isn't covered at all are there any entry points there are a few. You can enter from the floor above them if you swing into the window, or you can try breaking into the ground level itself. So what do you guys think? They already know we're here, so you might as well crash at the window. Can we use our thermal vision? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a little bit difficult uh, from this far away, but you can tell there is at least one person with an automatic rifle who's watching the windows. Okay. Can you see, Oracle, can you see if there's any centered focus on any one area? Like, are there more guards on any one section of the building? I've been using street cams to try and track the windows. They appear to only be on one floor. And before you guys alerted them to your presence, their, their focus was on the inside. I think they're concerned with a room that's inside the building itself. And that's where Bruce's vitals were. And what floor are they on? They're on the first floor. How many floors are in the building? It goes up five stories. I pop back onto your your uh, rooftop, Grayson. So what's the plan? 
I would say we enter in through the roof, kind of clear out the building floor by floor. She said there isn't really anyone else on the other floors. I think if we go in slow and quiet, they won't know where we're coming from. I interrupted my comm link. I think we just need a diversion. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a little yeah. squeal from Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, right, so I'm going to go diverge the divert their attention that's oh wow this is actually the first time i've played this game where people have decided to do it this way how are you gonna cause the diversion i'm going to attack them taunt them and run away okay cool are you not are you gonna be outside the building itself let's see they're inside so so, yeah yeah, they're they're inside the building watching the windows right now i i'm picturing you sort of like uh throwing a bat a batarang from the outside as to cover their like and like break one of the windows yeah and then have them chase me off. Because all they know is there's one bat out there. They don't know there's multiple of us. Exactly. Okay, very cool. Um, so what, uh, what, are you, what are you doing uh, to cause your diversion? Describe it. Okay. Um, you can either use a skill or even uh, resolve this cinematically. Are any of them close? Like, who's the closest to the, to the uh, we, window? There is one guy uh, who's sticking his head out of the window with an automatic rifle. Um, and he he's he's fairly close to you. He's on the building opposite you. Okay, I'm going to. Well, everybody has to get away from me because they can't. Of course. See um, that there's more of us. So, or I have to get away from them. So I get swing over or mm-hmm. glide over to um, the <laughs> to um, a safe distance, mm-hmm. and I throw my battering as close to the guy's head as I can. Excellent. But without actually hitting him. Uh, you, you, the Batarang smashes through the window. He has to shield his eyes from the glass. He pokes his head out, looking around for where he thinks the Batarang came from. Uh, roll a taunt check. Uh, which would be... That would be uh, your charisma uh, plus your uh, either intimidation... But taunt is a free... Taunt is your f- a free action. So you rolled your taunt, and it looks like you got one success. Uh, so he... He notice he notices you. You're actually like actually kind of waving out to him, <laughs> um, and you take off down the street. Uh, and Oracle's like, "All right, Steph, I'm gonna patch everybody into uh, their communications. They're outside. Look, we need a couple people inside still watching the target, but everybody else go out and get them." Um, so a couple people sort of just stream out of the building looking for him. If we can get ahead of a bat, we're going to get a bonus. Remember, it's 50 grand to whoever can kill or injure a bat. They sort of disappear into the night after you. If you want to roll a stealth roll to sort of lose them. That's eight. Yeah, that'll be eight dice. Two? Was this one that was you that? Were? Yeah. So yeah, it's two. Two successes. All right, cool. And they're going to... Oh, they they rolled three successes. So you're not able to lose them. Um, so what, what do you, you want to do? Are you going to turn around and fight them? Are you going to... Okay, how far did they follow me to? Yeah. Um, they probably uh, just followed you down the block. So you're, you're, you're now here. Um. Okay, we're like a block away. Yeah. Um, I'm going to smoke bomb them and come up behind them. Okay, cool. Um, so you throw down your smoke bomb. Uh, 
do another stealth roll to see if you can get behind them. Uh, and they have a severe penalty to noticing you. While she's doing that, can we sneak into the building yes. simultaneously? So I, I, will. I got three. Okay. Excellent. So you have snuck up behind them, and let's shift focus back over to the other part of the party. You guys are sneaking into the building itself. Um, so I would say, why don't we go ahead and grapple into the second floor, which is where everyone is mm-hmm. got their eye on, and come in behind the ones that are still got their attention on stuff. That's perfect. Um so, oh, oh th- those ones have left the building. Steph has led them away. How many so there's no there? one on the second floor at all? So there's no there's no one on the second floor. The, the only people remaining, uh, you imagine, are in the first floor, because you don't know how many of them were th- there were. But it looks like three people went out to follow Steph, and he did mention on the communication that uh, some of them had to stay behind to watch their target. So, Cass, why don't you stay behind, get closer to stuff, keep an eye on her, make sure that she's okay, she doesn't need any help, and then me and Damien can get in the building um, on the second floor and see what's going on, what they got their eye on. Perfect. Um, so we'll follow we'll follow Damien and Dick right now. Uh, so you guys are so you said you're coming into the second floor yeah, and then grappling through the window to the second floor. All right. So you go in, and the second floor looks like uh, there's nobody remaining on this level. You do hear the communication though. What do you think they're doing down there? I don't know, man. I don't want to know. I just want to be out of here as quickly as possible. I mean, you know, did you see what they did to that guy? That is messed up. All right. I I got a lot of anger in me, but I would never do that to anyone. Uh, (laughs) That doesn't sound good for Bruce. If it's Bruce. If it's Bruce. <laughs> so what are you guys doing? The when wh- What part of the building does Oracle, do you know what floor it looks the last like, part of his vitals were? It looks like uh, he was in the basement somewhere. Yeah, that's they said down. So whoever's on the first floor doesn't know what's happening in the basement. So that's where we want to get. What side of the building are the guards on on the first floor? It looks like they're they're in the center of the building. It's really hard for my satellites to trace their communication specifically, but I do know the signal is coming from the inside. Is there a staircase, elevator? There's definitely there's yeah, there's definitely a staircase. This is a walk up. Make our way down the staircase. Yeah, and as you make your as you make your way down, uh, you see two of them standing in front of a room that's marked basement. Oh, um, super convenient. <laughs> super right. convenient. That's it's it's the law in Gotham. Uh, so now that we're there, can how many of them are there? Just they're two? just two. Do you want the left or the right? I'll take the right. All right. So you guys are doing back to back. So you get your back to back. Oh, sweet, cool. Um, as you swing down, descend upon them. Uh, sure. Make your make your attack rolls. Awesome. So we get what's what's our bonus plus one plus two plus one. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to attack with my Eskrima stick. Is that how you pronounce it? Eskrima. Eskrima. Eskrima stick to make them scream. <laughs> so that's 11. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. He's dead. Damien made it. <laughs> so Damien, like, links arms with the dick and, like, runs up the guy and kicks him in the face. <laughs> there we go. Because he got six successes. Six successes. Yes. Jeez Louise. Yeah. 
Um, again, these guys weren't expecting, so they don't get a dodge on this. Uh, so yeah, that you like you you run like he's completely surprised. He can't even raise his gun as you run up his body and just kick him across the face. Again, he's spit out like a wad of blood <laughs> and, and tooth. And like and tooth. he's just he's just and, and, and he falls back. His hands cover his face. Oh, All right. Um, Dick, what are, let's roll your attack. Okay, so... Four. 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 All right. Um, so you you pull out your Escrima sticks. Um, th- this, the other one manages to get uh, to, to start raising his gun, uh, but you smack his arm with the scream with one one stick, smack it out, smack the gun out of his hand with the other move, and then uh, knock him quickly on the side of the head, and he crumples to the ground. Um, meanwhile, the the one that Damien kicked is like still retching and <laughs> bleeding on the floor. His face is so messed up; it looks like he. He can't even talk, and he's having a little bit of trouble breathing. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna go and step on his like his neck, but not hard. <laughs> Who do you have down there? I don't know his name. I'm not. I'm not told names. Who's with him? <laughs> You're gonna find out. Okay, I, I'm like. Kick him in the head to knock mm-hmm. him out. And uh, then you guys are left in front of that door. Let's cut back to Steph and Cass. Um, so, Steph, you have maneuvered yourself behind them. They're in a smoke cloud. They have their guns drawn. Uh, and you can see through your thermals that they're, like, moving around looking for attacks to possibly come from all angles. These guys are actually fairly well trained uh they are like higher level than black masks normal thugs so they have moved into a triangular pattern so their guns are all facing outward and while you're contemplating the situation uh Cass shows up um i appear to be in the building behind them as well Mm -hmm. peering down at them and i see that she pulled out a, a smoke grenade and she was successful but I see that she won't win this battle either. So I. So yeah, <laughs> no, another another so distraction. You come down me. It's another distraction. I use the bat call, so bats come out everywhere. Oh, cool! Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Flying so- through them. Lots of confusion. Yeah. And so, we are now back to back. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So as the, the smoke would have started to clear, but bats from all over the city sort of flood the area and they're around them screaming. Now, some of them, like one of them even dropped his gun just trying to swat them away as uh, Cass pulls up next to you. Um, and clearly now that these guys are terrified, savaged by bats, completely distracted, you guys are ready to take them out. Um, and now we'll have you roll for initiative. Um, so, Steph, you are up first. Uh, what are you going to do? Oh, me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's not my real name, so. <laughs> I am going to attempt to make the one that still has a gun attack the other one. Oh, okay. Interesting. By fighting the one with the gun in front of the guy that's still st- swatting at bats. Uh, he's probably gonna shoot at me, and I'll get out of the way before then. Okay. Uh, use your uh, roll, roll an attack, and add your charisma dice to it. So add three to your normal attack. My normal attack is thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, 
so that's five. 16 dice that's a big pile of dice one two three four five six seven eight excellent um so that's half cheese yeah <laughs> that was that was a that, <laughs> that was, was definitely a critical hit no matter what these guys were okay <laughs> Yeah, so two. Um, so what happens is, like, you, the guy swatting at bats, um, you actually, uh, you use a technique that Cass showed you, um, of redirecting attacks. So you, uh, you make yourself known to him by doing, like, a quick jab to the face. It doesn't do much damage, but he starts, he starts attacking you, and you sort of maneuver yourself, uh, dodging and weaving his attacks. Then he, like, moves a hook punch out to you, you block it and push it into his friend. Uh, so you essentially <laughs> like redirected his punch into his friend and like he tries to hit you again and you do it again. And all of a sudden they are fighting each other. Um, uh, so you do like a heavy amount of da- like they do a heavy amount of damage to one another. And uh, when they're close enough to each other, you smash their heads together and they fall to the ground in a heap. Um, cast that leaves you with one left. Uh, as this is going on, the smoke is starting to clear and he actually sees you. So he tries to take a shot at you. Um, and he gets three successes. So to do that, you're on the correct page, your defense, um, Roll your passive defense. Uh, I see more than three successes there. So he totally misses. He's like, he's still a little distracted and you move much quicker than he can. Uh, so you're, you're running up to him and his shots go wild. What is, what, what do you do? Does he have like a running strike or something? Uh, the crane strike. Yeah. 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 I run up to him and I do the crane strike. Yeah, so you, uh, you, you run up to him and, uh, he's trying to focus his gun on you, um, but before he can aim at you properly, you lash out with a extended punch. Uh, roll, roll your dice. I believe it's gonna be 14 dice for the crane strike. Alright. Let's hope I do it. Excellent. That lashes out right at his throat. Um, and uh he has trouble like like he, he has trouble breathing is and then you hit him in the stomach, uh sending the rest of the air out out of his throat and he collapses fainting. And Try to you- take on two bats to get batted. <laughs> <laughs> Work on those puns. Though. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> um and let's move back to Damien and Dick, who are now in front of the door. Pull out basement. my thermal vision to see if I can see how many bodies are inside. It looks like this door is metal, so it's difficult to see through it with the thermals. Is that the only way, now that there's no one around, is that the only way downstairs? I pulled up, I, I've pulled up the schematic of the building. It looks like this is the only entrance to the basement. Uh, one of the bonuses, though, is they don't have any exits down there. Do we wait for the others to rejoin us? Don't mean to weigh in too much here, boys, but this is time sensitive. Roll on a smoke grenade. I still have two. I haven't used them at all, right? That seems um, yeah, like a good roll point. on a smoke bomb. Kick the door down, roll a smoke bomb, and we can just guns are blazing. <laughs> cool. So as you as you open the door, you can actually see on your thermals there are three people in this room. Two of them are hot, but there's one that's a lot fainter, but oh. it's definitely human shaped. You roll in the smoke and the people who are in the room, those figures, turn around very calmly and slowly 
and they raised their arms as if to fight. How many people did you say it was? Just two. And a third person who looks like they're tied to a chair. And they look, they calmly, yeah. even though there's smoke filling the even area. Even though there's smoke filling the area. Interesting. Right. I'm going to use my turn to mm -hmm. hide. Well, what's the room look like? Like, what's there's um, there stuff this in there? This is a, fa a fairly barren basement room. Uh, there are a lot of pipes around. There are some hot water. There's a hot water heater. Um, the furnace is down here. Uh, there are random pipes and buckets around. Uh, but mostly the only things in this room are the chair and those two people. What's the ceiling situation? Uh, ceiling is like uh, bare concrete. Okay. With pipes or just... With pipes, yes. Okay. So I'm going to try to use the smoke to get up like as much above and around them as I can on the pipes because I'm little. Okay. Yeah. So so you, you managed to climb on, on top of some of the pipes. Should I roll like an infiltrate? Yes. Yes. To make sure that they don't detect you. Okay. One, two. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, up my sleeve. Okay, just two. Two right. Yeah, they don't notice you at all. Okay. Um. So you, uh, so you have managed to come above them. They are not reacting beyond, uh, sort of like dropping their heads, uh, with their arms up. Uh, so they are ready for attacks. It looks like they don't know where it's coming from, and they are at ease in this situation. Dick, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to go ahead and use some invasive action to get a better look at the body in the chair, make sure it's not in any kind of immediate danger, while keeping my eye on the two people that are calmly. So <laughs> you you focus on uh, you focus on the body in the chair. Um, and you have your um, you have your uh, mechanicals and your goggles do a scan. Um, the body temperature is low. The sound in this room is not good enough for you to you know discern whether or not there's a heartbeat. But you you do know that that whoever that person is is in trouble. And with the smoke in the room, it's hard to make out any details. And how big are the two people? They are actually pretty small. That they they look and unarmed. Yeah, they look uh, they look like they're a lot younger than uh, the people who you guys were fighting earlier, and they are completely unarmed. How close are they to each other? I'd say that there's about four feet between them. They were both uh, dealing with the person in the chair, like just a second ago before you rolled the smoke bomb into the room. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and try a multi strike on the two of them. Excellent. Um, and I get like a plus one to my dice pool, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, so how many? So what you so what you would do? You roll your normal unarmed combat attack or your normal Escrima attack, um, and you have to divide the dice pool and decide uh, how many dice go to each person. I will focus one on more and leave the other one for Damien to finish off. Cool. So I'll do four, five, six, seven, right? Mm -hmm. Seven and four. Yes. Cool. So roll separately. So, right. Looks yeah, like, good. Looks like yeah. so that's a botch. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a one. botch. Yeah, that, but that, well, that, the other one, yeah. So does that mean I miss? Yeah, that means you miss. Okay. 
Wow. Oh. Okay. Both botches. Now, <laughs> what we can do, what, what you can elect to do, because this is Shadowrun, is everybody has uh, edge dice, where you can elect to use one of your edge dice to re-roll it if you want to. Right. Otherwise, otherwise, I know what's going to happen here. Oh okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay, with my guy and yeah. leave the other guy for Damien. Oh no, no, you. It's oh, the whole thing. Oh, okay. How much edge do we have? Um, I believe Dick has three, uh, but it's written on your stats. Okay. Ouch. So <laughs> they, yeah, so they both manage to block. Uh, so you, you come, you come at them like you would come at any other criminal. Uh, and you smack in a scream of stick here and just like, you know, strike out, uh, with both of your arms spreading out. What you don't expect is what happens next. Uh, they come to meet your strike, uh, like simultaneously. Damien, you are walk, you are watching this from above. It is creepy how in unison they are. They both stick their arms out at the same time. Like if you didn't know any better, you go, that's how Dick and I fight. Right. Um, they they meet the attack and then they each grab the Escrima stick and pop the sticks out of your hand and throw them to the side to disarm you. And then they at the same time they charge at you and attack. <laughs> okay, die. <laughs> um so one gets three successes and the other mm. gets Four successes. Yeah. Jeez, they're rolling really well. So now you are rolling a dodge. Um, you can either passively dodge, which means that you'll still get your action next time, or actively dodge, which means you do not. Now, your dodge is going to be on your skills page. Um, so it'll be at the bottom. It's the second page that you're holding okay, right there. there um, and it's all the way on the right. It's yeah. so passive or 20. or So 12 or 20. Um, but if you pick 20, you can't act like next round. Because you'll have spent all the time dodging. I'm going to go with passive. Cool. So you rolled 12 dice. It's two rolls here. Two? Yeah, because one you're looking for three, and the other you're looking for four. Oh, easily. So the the first the first one, uh, Dick backflips away. Um, but the other person, uh, just like without missing a beat, matches the speed of your flip and comes at you. Uh, roll your next dodge. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So you dodge. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. Like you, you finish. You you finish your back. Like in the middle of your back flip, uh, you do another flip where you handspring up to the pipes above, and you swing around and come around behind and between them, ready to fight them on both sides. Uh, Damien, what do you do? Okay, so uh, they don't seem to have weapons that they're going after him with, no. and. Uh, Grayson's got this. So <laughs> I'm going to drop down behind the person in the chair and try to check on their vitals and get a visual on who they are. Okay. Without, I, ideally, like, I mean, their, their signal, signal is faint, so they're probably unconscious, but if they're not, I don't want to be right in front of them. So the, like, the smoke, like, you move to a more specific version of thermal graphic. Uh, it gives you less reading, but it gives you more defined shapes, and the smoke actually starts clearing a little bit, making it, making the figure itself clearer. Um, you, when you switch to the more specific thermal, you can actually see the outline of a cowl. Mm -hmm. Um, and you quickly, you know, put your fingers to the neck, mm -hmm. uh, to check for a pulse, and there is none. 
but as the smoke clears, you see that somebody has just stuck bat ears on this person, and it's not the actual cowl. When the smoke clears away, you can clearly make out the face of this person, and you've seen this person before. It's the flamingo. Ugh, that bastard. And for those who aren't up on comics, the flamingo is the person who shot Damien seven times in the spine and nearly crippled him for life. Okay, so he's not alive? Oh, he is very dead. Well, define very dead. So now that his, that's going his on... Body, his body is cold, and he has absolutely no pulse. Completely cold, so there's no chance of resuscitation. Oh, it's beyond resuscitation at this point, as you examine him for wounds, and it looks like he has been shot repeatedly in the spine. In the spine. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to start looking for a calling card. You give his body a, th a thorough check over. Apart from the bad ears, there's nothing else indicating, you know, who could have done this. Okay. And where's the, com the where's the like, vital signs coming from? From the, you know, it had the, the pip. Yeah. Uh, you, you check the cowl. Okay. Um, the, the, the cowl itself uh, had the emergency transmitter inside one of the ears. And let's turn back to Dick, who's still embroiled in a fight. Dick, <laughs> what you doing? Okay, so I'm using some gymnastic dodges because they apparently yeah are you you you've, so <laughs> you've you've dodged you've definitely dodged away from them, but now it's time for um, you to counterattack. And I'm unarmed, mm -hmm. right? So do an unarmed attack. All right, so that's thirteen dice. Are you focusing on one, or are you still trying to attack both at the okay. same time? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do a mul uh, multi strike again. Okay, cool. Uh, so uh, yeah, divide, right. yeah. Um, Excellent. So three successes on one, and two successes on the other. Uh, so the the first one three hits with a net success of one, and the second one hits also with a net success of one. Which is very convenient for me and you because that makes the damage the same. Uh, so that is four damage coming at them. While you are, while you're dodging and weaving away, uh, you're managing to get counterattacks in. Uh, one punches at you. You step back to dodge away from it. You catch their fist in the air and you uh, do a quick strike to the ribs uh, and throw them away. Uh, the other one catches that one and then uses that like grabs that person's shoulders and uses it to uh, force their momentum forward to kick kick at you. You block that, um, and you manage to actually strike up their leg into the groin, um, and that person falls to the ground as well. Uh, however, they roll, and uh, they manage to roll to the side, and they're in a fighting position on the ground while the other one is standing in front of you. You hit them pretty hard, but they're still going. Damien? Damien, a little help here. <laughs> Stop messing around with the dead guy. I didn't do it. <laughs> Damien looks a little freaked out he's clearly going through a bit of something mm -hmm. it might have to do with having wanted to kill that person no longer having the option that being a complicated thing yeah okay um uh so i'm going to uh run over uh like jump over the person who's uh taking like a, a, a who's on the ground who's, uh, yeah the person who's rolled i'm gonna mm -hmm. just jump over there and take our back-to-back -back stance okay um so uh so that means you both have two initiative passes in this next in this next round. So you'll be able to do two attacks. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, can I start taking those or how? Yeah, I mean, definitely go for it. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to let's see. There's the the one who hasn't really the the one who's fine. Ooh, yeah. Uh, 
hit them, but like try to grapple them. Okay. Because I'm like, they really should have gone down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like fake punch to the side of that person, so then you- try to grab their arms when they come up, like when they'd come around to block mm-hmm. and uh, use their momentum to pull them down to the ground. Okay. Okay. So what do I, 11? So, or yeah. is that minus something because it's uh, super so specific? Since, since it's a specific, uh, that's going to be a minus three. Okay. Um, but if you do that, you are going to knock them to the ground. One, two, three. Okay. Let's see. Two successes. Two successes. And okay. two failures. Does that? No, it- that doesn't. It only, it only if you have more failures than successes will cool. it matter in Shadowrun. And uh, this person uh, misses their dodge, so you knock them to the ground dick is the only person who's able to knock people to the ground and deal damage at the same time sure but you've put him on the ground this person now has minus two to their defense mm-hmm. and you can continue taking your second initiative pass um so my second initiative pass i'm going to uh roll them around see what's going on in their face yeah now the smoke has cleared and you can actually clearly see who these people are um they appear to be teenagers actually um, and they are dressed in, uh, like, ratty jeans and red hoodies. Oh, okay. I'm just going to punch them straight in the forehead. Go for it. <laughs> oh, and I get plus. I wasn't giving myself a quick plus. Just three. This person only has one success to their <laughs> dodge, so that gives you two net successes. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me your damage. Uh, ba, ba, ba. uh Five. Okay, uh, that is easily enough to knock them out. They don't have any clear armor on them, so th- this one goes down. And we move over to Dick. Dick, uh, the one th- this person is on the ground in front of you. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to go ahead and I do want to question them. I want to see what's going on. Why do they have Flamingo here? Why were they guarding him if he's already dead? Obviously, it kind of seems a little shady that they're guarding a dead guy. So Right, right. Um, so what what you could do is uh try to instead of knocking them out you could try to like put manacles on this person while they're still conscious and mobile. It'll be more difficult, but it will be an unarmed attack. Okay. So um okay. so yeah, it's normally 13 dice. Uh take out 4 dice because this is a very specific and very difficult action. You're essentially trying to bait this person into attacking you and then uh quickly put the bat manacles on. You said take out three or four? Take out four. We'll find it. Just roll this one. (laughs) Excellent. That is three successes. This person only got one success on their defense. Uh, So you... Uh, you, 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 you fall, like, you, uh, like, jump down on them, uh, kneel, like, uh, basically straddling them. They punch up at you, you dodge that, you dodge that fist, redirect it, and grab it, uh, and manage to couple it with the, with their other arm, and quickly, uh, you actually don't even use, uh, the bat manacles because it's so hard to, uh, put them on quickly, but you just grab, uh, some, uh, some, like, gaffing tape that you guys have, and, like, quickly like move it around their arms to like keep them together this person is still sort of fighting with their legs uh but you have the advantage on this person uh they're not going anywhere okay so i'm gonna go ahead and try to question them um who are you this person is not responding they're just struggling trying to get out now that i have an unconscious one Mm -hmm. uh what's going on do they have anything 
strapped to their head are they wearing hats what happens when i take well, off the hood you take when you take off the hood uh, you see on the inside of the hoodie there is all sorts of electronics tech tech exactly this is uh sort of like the mad hatter uh, jarvis touches um technology that he uses to control people's minds um these hoodies are rigged up with sensors that control the actions of these individuals uh, now, with that knowledge, Dick, uh, what do you do? Um, is it safe to take everything off without hurting him? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and remove the tech um, from his head and try to subdue him. Maybe, can I choke him a little? Kind of. Um, well, look, as soon as, actually, as soon as you uh, take off the uh, take the hood off of uh, this person, their their eyes like they sort of blink and go, "Where, where am I?" What do you remember? Um, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't remember anything. I remember walking home from school, and now I'm here. Grayson, search his pockets. There's probably a weapon around here, a gun. So I'm gonna go ahead and pat him down, see what he's got in his pockets. Um, it d- this doesn't appear to have anything in the pockets apart for battery packs for this. Uh, for the thing, are those mine? And were there like? Was there like a visual? Was there surveillance equipment in these kids? Yes, yes, absolutely. That's actually part of the uh, Jarvis Tech setup, though. Um, is you you see in here what they see in here? Okay, it's all communicated through brainwaves. Is it a two way communication? Um, it like the the like person if we talk through it. Can they hear us? Oh yeah, we... they'll be able to, they'll be yeah. able to hear. So I'm gonna go ahead and speak into the tech and mm-hmm. try to. F- See if we can figure out what is going on here. <laughs> so, like, you you can you ask basically, like, you shout at the hoodie, "What what's going on here?" But there's no response. Um, and at this time, uh, Cass and Steph can rejoin you guys in that basement. Um, and so now, like, this kid is now conscious and he's not trying to attack you. Um, so you're free to you know question him in any way you will you and uh, like i said uh steph and Cass have showed up so everybody's in the scene now all right i'm gonna go ahead and stand him up and um on would you tape him yeah i guess we taped him up, yeah right? cut off the tape yeah i'm gonna go ahead and cut off the tape stand him up make sure that the tech is pulled to the side and mm-hmm. go ahead and have damien destroy it since they're not communicating with us anyway it's not going to give us any information, mm-hmm. right? So, well, can I chase it? you look up the video. Oracle, can you can you do anything with this? Yeah, uh, Jarvis Tech is a little bit complicated, but uh, just uh, like deliver one of them to a drop point, and I'll bring it back and see if I can reverse engineer where the signal's coming from. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Damien's off doing that for this scene. Okay, um, so I'm gonna go ahead and continue questioning them make mm-hmm. sure that there's nothing in his mind at all yeah. um, um so like uh, the, apparently uh, like you you take off the hood of the other one the other one was a girl um and this one this one was a boy um so okay so i'm gonna go ahead and take the make sure the tech is off the other yeah. girl already too um so what about you what do you remember i i i i, I don't i don't remember much um i was walking home from school and that's literally the last thing that i can remember walking home from school when what day um well uh, i mean to, to me it feels like yesterday uh, i i was walking home wednesday what day is it now um I usually, and they say wednesday in november it's december now 
I'm going to ask the names. Um, uh, he, he goes, uh, I'm, I'm Damien Morrison. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like what you, you take some, uh, smelling salts to revive the other one. She gets up. Um, my, my name is Stephanie Miller. Hmm. Okay. Oracle, can you look up these kids? I'm on it. Yeah. They've been, uh, registered as missing persons, uh, taken, uh, both looks like from the same school district, uh, in the same neighborhood in Gotham, Robbinsville. Oh God! <laughs> Already, lots of coincidences there. So I, I, I still have comms, still right? Got comms, yeah. Uh, could some of you do some forensics work on, uh, on the flamingo? Yeah. Uh, so which one of us has stronger? I have vitals. Team for get computer access. Uh, forensics uh, would be one of your skills. Right. Yeah. So uh, like, look over here on active skills if you have it. Um, I think Dick has crime scene investigation. Yeah, I have perception and forensic. Uh, so yeah, roll, roll the forensic amount for perception. Two. So with two successes, um, like you, you are looking over the wounds. These are old wounds. This person may have been dead for a while, um, and it looks like they died uh, from trauma to the spine. Um, this person has been preserved somehow. It looks like they were bled out and, uh, like you, you can even smell it now. There's some formaldehyde that was pumped in to preserve this person. Whoever set this up was planning it. Um, the rounds that went through this person's back, like the, the bullets themselves were high caliber. Um, so this is the sort of gun that, you know, maybe somebody from the army would use or a professional assassin. So whoever killed the flamingo was was a de- definitely a highly trained killer. Um, and what about the cowl? Can I do any kind of checking on the cowl? The cowl. This looks like it's the real deal. This looks like this was cut off Batman's actual cowl. Do I have enough forensic ability to see if the blood that's on the cowl is the person that's in front of me or Bruce's? Um. Uh, so you you take you take uh like skin hair and uh, blood samples from the cowl uh and your you know your your thing analyzes it and checks it against the d- database in the bat computer most of it looks like it is from the flamingo however there is some uh like skin and hair from Bruce Wayne himself okay, so um i'm going to go ahead and have all of us kind of scan the entire room see if we can find any kind of Anything, any kind of evidence, any kind of thing that would give us another tip on where um, Bruce might have been. Well, um, can we check to make sure the kids are okay first? Yeah. Um, they, like, the kids are kind of beat up, actually, because somebody was just fighting them. Uh, but, you know, like, mostly, like, uh, you, uh, Steph and Cass did medical checks to them. Like, did, like, basic reflex checks, uh, made sure that, you know, the Jarvis Tech didn't have any you know, effects that are dramatically visible on their brains. Um, they seem all right, but you'll probably need to drop them off at a police station. I'll go do that. Okay. Um, so they're, so they're, they've been turned over to the police, um, and Oracle sort of contacts you guys. All right. So let's assess our leads, guys. We have a bunch of people that the black mask sent out to guard a basement where two kids who are wired to hell with Jarvis Tech were sitting, and we have a couple of kidnapped kids from Robbinsville. What do we do? Where do we want to go? 
And as she's saying that, your screens flash with a red alert. Um, and on your HUD, two pictures pop up. Red alert from Arkham Asylum, two escapees. One is Jarvis Tetch, and the other is the Joker. It looks like we need to send some of us over to deal with that situation. I cannot believe tonight. And then we need some of us to follow up these leads with Black Mask. Uh, what What do we want to do? Um, well, first, um, is Damien okay? Had to hit drop. Yeah, did I, did I hit the yeah. drop? Dam- Damien hit the drop. Like, the drop is pretty quick, like one of the bat drones. Well, okay. I kind of meant with the whole flamingo thing. Oh, oh. yeah. So, yeah. Um, like. Because I have heart to heart and. Yeah. Why, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you, like, take a moment and talk to Damien about that? I put my hand on Damien's shoulder. Hey, bat. You okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. You sure? Yeah, there's more important stuff right now. I mean, if you want to talk about it. No, I don't. Um. Uh, Cass, you're watching this situation, um, and you're seeing Damien's body language. Damien is very far from okay. Yeah. Um, he is visibly shaking, which does like you've only ever seen it happen when he's really mad. Um, so it's it's not this situation is not good for him. I suggest that he sticks with Stephanie and they look at we into go the- after the leads. On the on the safer side of the bat mask, and we'll take out the Joker if possible. Okay, so it looks like we have Damien and Steph who are going to follow up with Black Mask, and it looks like Dick and Cass are going to go to Arkham Asylum. All right, uh, so let's start out with Dick and Cass. Uh, you guys arrive to uh, like you, you you take the bat jet over to Arkham Asylum to get there as quickly as possible. Fly. <laughs> well, I think Dick would be. Dick, yeah. Dick flies. He lives to fly that thing. He loves it. He may, he does. He pulls some tricks. What the whirly bat? Yeah. <laughs> a trick he named the whirly bat. It's basically just a barrel roll, but in a bat shaped plane. Um, <laughs> Uh, you you guys land in front of Arkham Asylum, and uh, Jim Gordon is out there to meet you. Evening, boys. Hey, Commissioner. I'm a woman. Commissioner at this point. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness! I, I I'm I'm sorry. I I thought Batman would be here. I just saw you cowl and assumed. Nice to see you, Black Bat. We got a weird one for you. He starts walking you in. So apparently, not only have these two been missing. But they've been missing for days, and nobody noticed. How could no one notice? That's my question. Uh, he leads you into uh, the security room. Now, a couple a couple weeks ago, these were caught. These two were caught up in an incident together. It, he he plays back a tape for you. Um, you see Jarvis Tetch, who is just sort of sitting at a table alone, uh, rocking back and forth. He does not look well. You know from uh, from what you know of Tetch, he is generally pretty animated, and usually when he's in Arkham, you know, left to his own devices, he's having tea parties. Uh, he plays with Harley Quinn a lot, um, because, you know, he likes people with blonde hair. Uh, they're usually hosting some sort of ridiculous tea party, but uh, you see footage for him for hours in the common area, just rocking back and forth. And then all of a sudden he stands up and 
taps the shoulder of an orderly who is much taller than him. And the older the orderly turns around and like sort of bends down to engage with him. And very quickly, Jarvis lashes out with a punch um, and then grabs this person's throat and throws them to the ground, like very automatically grabs keys on a key ring, uh, runs and runs to uh, the high security wing of Arkham Asylum and hits a fire alarm. Um, the fire protocols open up uh, and the footage cuts over to the Joker, who is in his uh, room alone. Uh, he's actually just uh, sitting there reading a book, uh, and all of a sudden the door pops open, and he looks very. He, he gets up and looks at it. Get like has sort of a confused look on his face, but still that gigantic grin. And he peeks the door open and like just looks around down the hall <laughs> and shrugs, <laughs> and just like. Starts happily, walk, <laughs> happily walking out of the asylum. Uh, and as he gets midway down the hall, Jarvis opens the door. Um, and he has his head lowered and he's looking at the Joker. And the Joker, like, says something. There's no audio on the video. But he says something, like, very happy and animated. And he, like, sp- you know, puts his arms out, like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and Jarvis just starts running at him. And the Joker is like, Joker looks confused and starts running at Jarvis. <laughs> and he's got his arms open like he's going to give him a big hug. And Jarvis leaps upon him and just starts strangling him. And the Joker starts laughing hysterically as the two fall to the ground together. Um, and while the Joker is being strangled, Jarvis is repeatedly punching him in the face. And then orderlies and guards descend upon the two of them, tear them apart. And uh, subdue them. And that's when we put them in solitary. And they've been there. Now, the solitary wing is different. You know, it's different than the high security wing. It's different than anything. I mean, for mental health standards, we have to let these people interact once in a while. But in the solitary wing, you're there and you're there alone all day. It's got a different guard shift. And apparently, there were some new hires recently. And someone moved them over to that wing specifically. You're supposed to work here for years before you can watch over solitary. Who gave the order? It was some someone who's not here, didn't show up to work today, didn't show up to work yesterday either. It was only when somebody who's not a regular employee went over there, noticed this. Um, and he leads you over to the solitary wing, and you are met with uh, the enclosure cells, but... For now, let's cut over to uh, Steph and Damien at the Black Ma- Black Masks Penthouse Tower. What time is it? Um, I'm going to say it is now uh, around uh, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock? Okay, we're going to head over to Robbinsville, but on the way there, we're going to stop for ice cream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you guys... Um, Barbara Barbara has you follow up a lead with, so let's see, Arkham Asylum is here, just for everybody's reference, mm-hmm. and Black Mask's penthouse is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you And where's are, Robbinsville? Robbinsville Sorry. is over here. Okay. How are we getting yes. there? We're just like... So we have to go to Black Mask first. We've got to go to Black Mask first, really. 
Oh, really? Yeah, and then we'll do Robbinsville after. Besides, okay. Robbinsville, like, at this point, uh, these are kids who have been missing for a month, uh, and there's been an investigation there. Like, Oracle is trying to pull the records on it. Uh, but you'd essentially be looking for crime scenes that are a mo- looking at crime scenes that are a month cold. Mm-hmm. You have a hot lead right now. You know that Black Mask is somehow involved in all this, so it might be best to just Black Mask go to Black Mask. Um, his penthouse is in the middle of the business district in Gotham. Um, it's sort of hit where he lives. It's his office. It's a huge monolithic black building, not quite as big as Wayne Tower. But uh, it is very, very nice. Now, there are a couple ways that you could get in there to talk to him. How do you guys want to do it? How tall did you say it was? Uh, this is like, uh, you know, at least 20 stories. Do we know what floor he hangs out on? Uh, the penthouse is the on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, at the okay. top. Uh, like, there, there, are some, there are some mechanicals, <laughs> obviously, uh, like that are two floors above him. Okay. Um, because like that's how skyscrapers have to work. Sure, sure. But, What's surrounding it? Um, other other business district buildings, like Wayne Tower, is like a couple blocks away. Um, Le- there's a LexCorp building nearby. There is, you know, all all sorts of like uh, evil corporations. U.S. Bank is by there. Bank of America. <laughs> Do you want to just um, head up to the top of Wayne and glide over? That sounds good. Yeah. All right, uh, but on the way you wanted to get ice cream, right? Yes. There's no time for ice cream. But you have to. You have to. It's the best ice cream, Damien. I don't. You can't fight on care for ice cream, fat girl. And you are just starting to get skinny. You don't need to do this to yourself right now. Uh. So you're, but you're the one driving. Yes, Damien cannot driving. drive. You're not old enough to drive. <laughs> I'm. Your feet can't even reach the pedal. A much better pilot than you. (laughs) But your feet can't reach the pedal, so she does have a good point there. You're a great pilot, but that only takes the stick. Right. (laughs) So she is actually loads you into the ricochet. Um, Mm. And the ricochet is Stephanie's vehicle where you actually lie down flat. Uh, It's pretty much made for one person uh so stephanie i squished together yeah so you guys Uh-oh. you guys are pretty squished together you call me fat <laughs> um kind of heavy aren't you steph uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so you are on stephanie like you you've got your arms around stephanie's shoulders uh-huh uh, and her hair is kind of in your face it smells so good it smells so good oh no <laughs> Damien's in a little hell right now. You've noticed that since you got into the to the what's it called? Pubescent. No, or the, <laughs> what's the name of the uh, the the vehicle? The ricochet. The ricochet. the ricochet. Yeah. Ever since you entered the ricochet, he's gotten a lot quieter. <laughs> he had this whole speech planned about how we needed to just go to Black Mask, and there were important things going on, and it's completely been knocked out of him. Um. So you guys, you guys, uh, pass by. Um, you, you, you pass by a great, uh, like, shake place that you know about. Yeah, and, and I stop, and I, um, we go inside, still in costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> There's no line, it's an ice cream shop in the middle of winter, like, but Stephanie knows about this place, because it's, like, the only ice cream shop that's open past yeah, 10 in the middle of winter. and it's a little chocolate bat wings on it. Oh, man. <laughs> It's sort of like a punky ice cream shop. Right. Like, they have a lot of Batman-themed things uh, 
It's from that. Uh, it, it's that sort of like underground punk scene. I can't remember. So which it looks comic completely that normal that we're coming in costume, right? Yep. Yeah, and like a lot of people there are like, like, hey, sweet bat gear, bro. Thanks. Um, and uh, like you, you get you get some ice cream cones. It's pretty quick. Like they're cheap mm-hmm. little cones. Um, and uh, then you load yourselves back into the ricochet. Um, <laughs> Wait, still eating while drinking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got you. I, I that's why. That that's why you got the gun. Uh, <laughs> Steph has perfected driving <laughs> ricochet. There's just like the corner full of hamburgers and uh, other like, wrappings. She's like move the place that was like supposed to be for binoculars and whatnot. <laughs> and there's like sort of food stands over things. It's the- how, how does Damien feel about all this? Yeah. Um, well, so Damien's, like, right, so ever since, he was just, like, trying to stay professional, but then, uh, you got inside the Rambler, and he's been really awkward and quiet, and then you got to the place, and they had, uh, like, uh, an ice cream cone called Finger Stripes that's, like, black on the sides and has blue in the middle, Mm -hmm. and he, he got that one, and he's just been, like, quiet and a little peaceful since, since that's happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he seems, like, uh, he's not shaking anymore, he seems a lot and he also Palmer. saw another kid that was dressed up as him. Oh, oh it, man! Oh, yeah. And the the other kid was like, uh, "Your your costume's really good." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Damien, in a rare moment of interacting with another child his age in a positive manner, was like, "You really got the detail on that mask. Good. That's great. Good job." Robin's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That worked. So yeah. yeah, his like his mood is totally turned around. Good job, Steph. Uh, you guys, you guys uh, roll up on onto Wayne Tower. Uh, you take the Secret Service elevator that goes right to the top of the building, um, and you're able to glide over onto the top of uh, Black Mask's penthouse. So you guys are now on the roof. Okay. Um, there are essentially two ways that you can think of it. You can try to get into an elevator, drop down the elevator shaft, uh-huh. or you can try to rappel down the side of the building and bust in through the window. Do we want to do both? We could. Yeah. Which one would you prefer? Window. Okay. I'll take the elevator shaft. So, uh, Damien, you uh, make your stealth roll to go down the elevator shaft. Sir, yes, sir. Just two. Okay. Um, the, like, you don't make any noise. You, so you rappel down the elevator shaft. You go to the floor that would be his penthouse floor. You stick your katana in mm-hmm. the, in, like, in the door and you're like, okay, Steph, on three. Um, and on one, two, three, you pry open the doors and Steph, you smash in through the window. Hiya! And you guys, like, you guys are there ready to fight. Uh Uh-huh. And you look around, and the room is covered, like, the walls are covered in bullet holes. There are bodies all over the ground. Um, It looks like a war was fought in here. Oh, my God. There are severed limbs. There is just a lot of blood and bullet holes. Uh, The doors to uh, Black Mask's office are, like, barely sort of hanging open, uh, like it looks like the hinges are even, have been shot up a bit. Uh, so I run up and kick those in. Uh, you kick those in, and the room in here looks 
exactly the same. Uh, there are fewer bodies in here, but everyone in here is dead. And most notably, Black Mask himself is suspended from the ceiling. He is chained up and he, he, his body is completely covered in blood. He has wounds all over him. I look back at Steph and say, you should do ballistics work out there and close and bar the door. Okay. Um, and so, so you guys are now in there. Uh, let's cut back over to Cass and Dick. Um, as you are led to uh, the cells where the Joker and the Mad Hatter were being kept. There are a lot of areas that are walled off. It's a crime scene. Do you guys uh, do you guys want to do some forensics rolls? Uh, this is all based on perception. Um, before that, I would like to know if we have any files on the three workers, the one that didn't show up that gave the order to transfer them and the two that were transferred. Absolutely. Okay. So you, you pull up these workers records. Uh, you, you see like things that like instant red flags to you as you're looking them over, uh, to work at Arkham Asylum. Uh, you know, it's this weird military slash, um, slash medical facility. So there are people here who have doctorates and there are people here who like use this place and guarding these people to learn how to guard maximum security prisons. Um, they're like, so the people here are like usually kind of thuggy psychologists and the, like the profiles, like you definitely see the thug in this. But not so much the psychologist. A lot of these degrees look faked. Um, everybody apparently uh, graduated the same year. And the license numbers uh, that you're looking at um, uh, and their, uh, you know, their psychological evaluations, all, all grades and marks are nearly the same. And the license numbers are only a couple digits apart. Uh, if you were to put a bet down, you'd say that somebody faked their credentials to get them a job here. Is there any is there any um, footage from solitary from and between any of the period from when they were put in after? Uh, there, there, there is there is footage for that. Um, uh, however, the funny thing is they they took most of it out of the system. Uh, somebody must have hacked in. Um, so the cameras caught something, but it would have to be in the camera's internal memory chip. And we're, we're still decrypting that right now. Uh, if you guys want to take a crack at it, I know you have good field equipment. Is that something that Oracle would be able to help us with? Or is that yep, I'm patching, I'm patching in right now, guys. All I need you to do is plug a receiver into the camera itself. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and do what Oracle needs to do to get some of this footage recovered. All right, I'm going to decode it. Why don't you guys check out the scene while I'm in the middle of decrypting? Okay. I'll take Joker. You want to take um, Jarvis? Yeah, I'll take him. Um, so you you look in uh, Jarvis's room. It does look like there was a bit of a struggle. You can see that uh, like the, there's a fingernail that's lodged into the padded floor a little bit. It looks like somebody was trying, was like, clinging to the floor as someone dragged them out of this room. Um, uh, roll your perception. Uh, okay. 
as you're looking in the walls, uh, the, the like the padding of the walls, you notice that uh, one of the pads doesn't look right. It looks like there was some very rough like needlework done with it. Uh, you you go over to the wall. It's not an area that has been flagged by the police yet, and you just sort of rip down the pad, and a bloody knife falls out of it. I'm gonna take the knife, and I'm oh, I don't have forensics, so. Can you I? have per- perception okay. is what you would be using. And I and I ring in Babs and I'll tell her that I found something what I believe you can, to, you, doesn't have to be. Huh? You could also roll assassination. Uh, that's that, that's a knowledge skill that you have. Oh. Well, at this point, I think that somebody hacked his equipment and it's on him now. Okay. Use my assassination mm-hmm. skill. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so you know everything that's going on here with this knife. Uh, Like, this is clearly somebody who was not concerned about being caught for this job. Uh, If you were an assassin and you wanted to deal with the murder weapon, you would have taken it with you. This person is almost trying to send a message. Uh, this this knife looks like a tactical combat knife. It's something that a paramilitary organization would use. Whoever busted these people out of here was professional, and they were probably paid a healthy amount of money to do that. Together with the faked credentials, it makes sense that somebody with a large pocketbook bankrolled this entire operation let's move over to the joker's room this is not quite so plain uh this room is covered in blood as soon as you walk in there is a huge pool of blood with a splashing spray uh that's like on the walls why don't you roll your forensics all right two successes um you notice that there is a trail of blood, actually, like, just just a small dot. Um, small dots that, that you are tracking along the walls. It looks like uh, they lead to a, gen- a maintenance closet uh, that's nearby. You open the door to the closet. Everything looks normal in here for a second. And then you see a tarp. You pull it aside, and there's a person in paramilitary gear who has a broken neck and has multiple stab wounds all over their body. I'm going to go ahead and search the body and do forensics on him, too. I'm going to assume it's probably our worker who has not shown up yeah. in the past couple of days. Roll. Roll that search. Indeed. This person looks like uh, they were stabbed in the stomach and somebody broke their neck to kill them. This person's face matches the IDs of one of those employees who was a new hire and asked to work in this uh, solitary wing and is now dressed in paramilitary gear, dead. So I'm going to check the body, see if there's any kind of like any kind of information, any kind of evidence, anything that maybe like in pockets, wallet, anything. Um, So you look around, uh, you don't see many IDs. You do see a walkie talkie. And uh, you're able to take a note of that and send that channel to Oracle. I'm going to scan the city to see if we can get any signals from these walkie-talkies. Let me know what you find. You look, you look around and go, you know, w- without that video, you know, that, like, 
pretty much all you can tell is that there was some sort of struggle that took place in these rooms, and it's hard to pinpoint exactly what happened. Jim, if they were going to make their way out, how would they be able to get out? I think we figured that out, at least. They took a prisoner transport, and they abandoned it. It was in northern Gotham. Took They took the prison transport, went across the bridge in old Gotham. Oracle, what's in that area where the truck was left? Not a lot. I mean, it's definitely lower-income Gotham. It's a factory district. There are a lot of different plants that are there. I, I guess it's just a good place to abandon something. Uh, if you wanted to put a vehicle somewhere that you didn't want to see again, you know, there's a good chance that somebody might have just stolen it. Luckily, it looks like the police got to it first. So is it still there or is it an impound? We took it to impound. Did you find anything? Not much, apart from somebody with uh, bloody hands was driving. That's all we know. Did you check the area for footprints? Whoever, it, it was it was unfortunately abandoned in a city block, so there's not much we could do. Um, but it looks like it was there for a couple days, which is suspicious. Almost as if someone was watching over it, making sure no one stole it, and they were waiting for us to find it. Do you know when this van went missing? It probably went. It, it, the van itself was taken off the manifest. We had to we had to carve through the archives to even find out that there was a van missing. But it looks like it disappeared three days ago. Oracle, do you have any progress on the footage? I do. I'm going to upload it to you guys now. And do you see the footage? There are three orderlies that go into the maintenance closet and emerge a couple minutes later in paramilitary gear. They're just decked out in all sorts of pouches that you would see on a 90s cartoon character. They open up the door to Tetch's room and they grab, they grab, like you can't, there are no cameras inside the rooms, um, but you see shadows moving and then Tetch comes out and he is unconscious. Then they open the door to Joker's room. Uh, a guy leans inside and all of a sudden you see like from the side of the door a white hand shoot out and pull him inside the room there is a flash that comes from the inside of the room and the other two people in gear look at each other and they count to three and then burst through the door you can't see much of what happens inside the room itself but eventually somebody in paramilitary gear emerges from the room uh, and is dragging behind uh, behind them somebody who is, like, basically bound up in a sack. Uh, they pick up Tetch's unconscious body, and they uh, leave uh, to... Uh, then the footage cuts over Did to this person loading, th loading these two unconscious individuals onto the prisoner transport and driving away. Did the person in paramilitary gear have white gloves? It was it's hard to tell, but like you as you you point that out through the communications. Um you said white gloves? Well didn't you say white gloves? That no, you see you see a white hand. Oh, a white hand. Right. Cool. Was anybody able to check out that book that the Joker was reading? Um Interesting. Uh yeah, it, it, it's actually uh Thousand and One Gags. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what, why would they give him that book? Right. You're not like, that's just encouraging it. Come on, guys. Arkham is the worst. Um, with that, let's cut back over to the Black Masks penthouse. So, uh, Steph, you are going to be doing forensic work outside. Uh, Damien has sort of claimed the main area. Mm -hmm. And awkwardly shut the door in your face. Um, why don't you roll your perception? Two. 
Okay. okay. Two oh. six or well, it looks like one success. Uh. Um, so you're you're looking around, and this place is a mess. A huge battle happened here. Um, but from what you can tell, looking at where the bullet holes are on the walls, most of the bullet holes look like they were aimed at uh, at the door to Black Mask's office itself. Mm-hmm. It looks like they were blindly shooting at that door. It is just covered in bullet holes. Um, but at some point, somebody using a knife or a blade or a sword even must have been involved in this fight because there are severed limbs everywhere uh limbs that are still holding onto guns uh looking at the wall you can see that there are standard nine millimeter bullets uh that have created holes in addition to high caliber rounds that are probably that are similar to the bullets that would have killed the flamingo on the inside damien what are you doing uh i'm not wrong then that's how he killed steph right that's that's Um, hmm? flamingo no 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 Black Mask. Black Mask. Black Mask did kill Stephanie Brown. And he, like, strung her up and all of mm-hmm. that stuff. So yes. I'm uh, going to first do a perception, like, run on the thing, mm-hmm. see if there's any pertinent information to be gleaned. Um, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Right. Uh, two failures. So two, I completely botch. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I think I'll, I'll spend a whatchamacallit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and instead, three successes. You notice there is a video camera that's hooked up to the wall. So that camera must have seen whatever happened here. Okay. And can it see me now or am I not in its thing? It can probably see you now. Um, it's just sort of angled to pick up the whole room. Okay. Oh, can you get the footage from this? Black Mask has a secure network. I'll need you to patch it up. Just Find a computer there, any computer, and plug in plug in your cryptographer, and it'll upload, you know, a connection to me. Okay, give me 10 minutes. Okay. So I'm going to spend time first taking down Black Mask and making sure that, should Steph for any reason come in it here... It does not it's... look exactly like what happened to her. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, see if there's any, like, distinctive markings on his body. How was he actually killed? Okay. Um, so it looks like, like doing the forensic analysis, I, I'll say like after you take the body down, you do plug in the unit just yeah, so. Yeah, no, that's the, yeah, I just wanted to quickly do that and right. then spend the time. So that yeah, up. uh, you, you're look, now looking over the body, uh, you can see that in addition to many, many wounds all over his body, Black Mask has some bruises, uh, and a couple broken ribs. It looks like he was involved in some sort of fight before he got multiple puncture wounds all over his body. Now, at first glance, these look like bullet wounds. Mm. Um, but w- upon inspection, they're actually a little bit too specific to be bullet wounds. Uh, there's not a large gaping hole. They're very narrow holes. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the flesh uh, and like sort of uh, peer into the wound a little bit. There are bone fragments caught up in these wounds there, and the flesh is gnarled and twisted. Huh. Interesting. Um, are they like, okay, so is it like one puncture at a time? Uh, is it a deep stab or is it like too little? Like, you know? Well, it's certainly is not it a like vampire. The, no, no. <laughs> is it the end of a crowbar? 
Um, no, it's not the end of a crowbar. It looks like this is like a single cylindrical object that, uh, that, you know, was, uh, pierced this flesh. Um, it's hard to tell. Um, uh, but Oak gets back to you. Hey guys, I've got video footage. It's pretty grim. You see footage of Black Mask sitting at his desk. Oh, hold on. Yeah. I did, don't patch it through to Batgirl. Got it, Damien. Um, you see footage of Black Mask sitting at his desk. Someone walks into the room. It's hard to tell at first. Damien, you don't know this person. But Dick, it's easy for you to identify who this is. It's Deathstroke. Deathstroke walks in and he is carrying a briefcase. He puts that briefcase down on the desk. Um, Black Mask looks like kind of like this is business as usual. Um, and he opens up the briefcase. And Deathstroke looks like he says something to him. And Mask is like, just sort of waves him off. Get out of here. I'm done with you. Deathstroke leaves. And Black Mask is left to count, is like counting this money. And all of a sudden, he, he like gets a weird look on his face. And he pulls out of the briefcase full of money a power drill. There, there's a commotion from the door as bullet holes shoot through the doorway. Black Mask's guards, like, tighten around him, uh, and his assistant actually, like, flees to the panic room. Black Mask tries to get into the panic room, but before he can get there, uh, Deathstroke bursts in uh, and cuts down his guards easily. He D- Deathstroke thro- throws a grenade in the panic room, and Black Mask runs out of there and tries to make it to the door. But they get involved in a fist fight, and... Black Mask, though he's a powerful man, is no Deathstroke. Deathstroke beats him up and then restrains him and ties him to the ceiling with the chains and proceeds to torture him with a power drill until he dies. That seems kind of weird for Deathstroke, doesn't it? It's incredible. Deathstroke is not a torturer. Deathstroke is a, you know, a mercenary. He'll do what people pay him to do. Can you see all of his white hair or does is it it's, not that he's costume? Got, he's got that full mask on. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, yeah, after a while, Deathstroke puts something uh, underneath the desk and leaves. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to check what's under the desk. <laughs> or, and that's the, now I can open the doors. Yeah. And he's, he's dead, by the way. <laughs> and then I go check what's under the desk. Under the desk is a bomb. Oh, God. Okay. How much time do we have? <laughs> Three minutes. Okay. Oh. I am not educated for this. I don't have that kind of knowledge. Uh, what would that kind of knowledge be? The only be? person here who's really disarmed a bomb, apart from Dick, is oh, Damien. Yeah. No, I know. So what is that? Uh, that would be based off of your intelligence scores. Oh, just straight intelligence? Yeah, just straight intelligence. Because Damien isn't trained to do that. Like, that was, like, a super heroic thing that he did. Okay. He's, like, Tim is your demo man. Well, I got three successes. All right. So you, you take a look at, like, you take a look at this device. It's fairly simple, but it would come down to you cutting a wire. You can try and disarm the bomb itself, or you can try and escape. There's both. There's time enough for you to do either one. There, it, like, if you look over, you did crash through the window. You could simply rappel down and glide or glide away. Oh, uh, since I hooked up the computer, whatever mm-hmm. I hooked up can. Oh, oh, do you also have readouts of 
if he's been funding what he's been funding recently. There's been a lot of money moving back and forth. This is going to take down a good deal of organized crime in Gotham. I mean, just having Black Mask gone is one thing, but we have all of his records. We've got names and dates. It's going to take a while to comb through this data. But it's not important if all of his computers explode. Just theoretically. We can take one with us. We just need the hard drive. Well, do you need it? It would be great. Okay, so I, I guess... Do I have to say please? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a grabbing computers montage and then fleeing before the place explodes? So, like, the only <laughs> the only computer that you would be able to grab is Black Mask's personal computer. Now, it might have some information on it, but it's not going to have all the information. If you want all that information, you'd have to disarm the bomb. But what about the people in the building? Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> there somebody in the panic room? Fine, I'll disarm the bomb. All right. Uh, Damien and Steph, you can work together on this uh, oh, cool. and create a cumulative pool. Uh, Steph, you will add your uh, intellect. Yeah, you add your your intelligence. Three. Uh, so you you give you roll three dice, and Damien, you roll uh, you roll your your intel intelligence. For- do I not keep the one that I kept that uh, I had? Yeah, before? you you do you okay. do. So you guys are in uh, three rolls trying to hit uh, ten. Okay. You have right now three. None for Steph on that roll. Okay. Uh, uh, nope, you a failure. Also have edge, so I will I'll remind you edge. that now. Okay, so two more. So two more. All right, five. One more. Six. Seven, eight. Nine. 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 Steph. One more. Come on. Nice. There we go. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys are hunched together, <laughs> looking at it, uh, like. And we're, we're arguing over it. Yeah. yeah. You both have schematics to similar bombs that it could be on your HUDs. It's and the red one. No, no, no! It's this one. It's got to be this one because this is connected to this. Is it the red with white stripes or the white with red stripes? <laughs> no, no! It's got to be the blue one. Why are they all so similar? Who designed these wires? <laughs> if you cut this wire. You could both die, and like Steph, you have the cutters in hand, and you and you're hesitating. One of us, could, one of us has to disarm it. Get out of here! No, you go. No. Oh God damn it! There's only like ten minutes. Um, you can't. I mean, kids, fight me. Kids, ten seconds. Kids. I am much stronger than you, Batgirl. <laughs> there's only like ten seconds. You have to leave again. Try to make me. You're not going to be able to budge me. Don't make me knock you unconscious. And O O comes over the the speakers. Oh my God. <laughs> do something <laughs> i guess i'm going to try to knock her unconscious no Th- that would no. be stupid well, <laughs> I try to get can i patch in I, yes. mean, I can hear this right? yeah you can absolutely hear okay. this okay damien cut the freaking wire how much how much time did we have uh like you have been like working at it so now you it's a matter of like you, you've got like seconds okay cut it and you're not leaving cut it. I cut it. And the timer stops on one. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Mostly due to bickering. <laughs> he turns really red and, and you can't put yourself in danger like that. I do that every time we go out. I don't know. I'm huffing off back to the... I'm not listening to you. I'm walking out to the car. Um, so yeah, you, you guys, uh, <laughs> so, so you're left to find the reasonable computers by yourself as I have a temper tantrum. Oh, I call, which computers do I need? 
Um, it, like Oracle tells you uh, how to hook up, uh, like like patch in, so she'll be able to download the entire network. It's going to take a few hours, but the police won't show up here for a bit. Uh, they're going to do a forensic sweep of this place before they disconnect the network, so we'll get what we need. I have some mob politics um, knowledge. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in specific I would be looking for, since I have access to everything? Thing? Oh, that's interesting. You might want to see who his clients have been. Okay. At, like, And you look at the most le- recent client list, and like, Actually, you have Black Mask's personal schedule there, so you pull that up, and it has his lists of meeting his lists of meetings. Um, and you see, over the past couple weeks, he's been meeting with two people in particular: uh, Deathstroke and Jason Todd. Can you try to figure out exactly what the meeting was about between mm-hmm. Deathstroke and Black Mask? Why was he there? What was he paying him for? Were they ever meeting together? Do I keep the info about Jason Todd to myself? Or at least Oracle would know. Yeah, Oracle would definitely know. I, I don't see any reason for anybody to, like, unless unless it personally affects somebody, why would you hide information? <laughs> did anybody check the panic room out? Unless I'm trying to protect. Oh, yeah. check. Like, did anybody check the panic room? That's a. I'm on it. Damien, you do a sweep of the panic room. And uh, you see there, like, it's been tampered with somehow. Um, it looks like somebody was somebody prevented the escape tunnel um, mm. uh, from opening up, and you see that like there were little welds uh, that were made, and this is something that uh, Bruce actually taught you to do with a field arc welder. Yeah, um, it's when you seal off a, a villain escape hatch. Like he's like, in case you ever need to fight Lex Luthor, that was pretty good. He yeah. always has an escape hatch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a thing that Robins know. Yes, it's it's something that Robins would know to do. Cool. So you guys now uh, like have the information that you need from Arkham. You have the information that you would need uh, from Black Mask's penthouse. Uh, when you get Oracle's, like, okay, guys, uh, it look. I, I've traced the walkie-talkie signal, and it does look like there has been communique on that wavelength coming from specific neighborhoods in northern Gotham. And, oh my god, there's another red alert that pops through. Of course there is. And it's from Blackgate Prison. Oh, jeez. That's it for today, heroes. But don't worry. There'll be a new episode of One Shot later this week with the conclusion of Flight of the Robins. You can expect that on Thursday. Meanwhile, on Wednesday, we're going to have a new episode of Critical Success, where we talk about designing custom monsters and designing boss encounters. Heroes, you're getting all of that with more C2E2 material to come at the end of this month. I'd like to take this moment to remind everyone that One Shot is a growing show and we could use your support. What do I mean by support? I mean talking us up to your friends and the world. Share an episode with a buddy. Or go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more likely it is we'll be featured by iTunes, which helps new people find the show. Guys, One Shot is going to be at C2E2 April 25th through 27th. You can get your tickets for C2E2 now, and you should get them now before the price goes up. As for C2E2 itself, let's hear some copy on that. <laughs>
The Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, also known as C2E2, is a convention spanning the latest and greatest in comics, movies, television, toys, anime, manga, and video games. Bringing the best of popular culture to downtown Chicago on April 25th through 27th. C2E2's show floor is packed with hundreds of exhibitors, panels, and guests, such as Adam Hughes, Brian Azzarello, Eve Miles, and more. It also has autograph sessions, giving fans a chance to interact with their favorite creators, and screening rooms featuring sneak peeks of films and television shows months before they hit either the big or small screen. Join us for the best weekend of the year, April 25th through 27th. For more info, head over to C2E2.com. One Shot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. If you like the show, keep up with us on Twitter at OneShotRPG or give us a like on Facebook. As any one of our followers can tell you, I love talking to fans. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. I cast